What is up, you sexy things? Welcome to the sexiest podcast on the internet. My name is Sam Reardon, and I'm sitting here today with my co-hosts, Mickey Dubry and Alexa Kushner. If I were you, I would be on the edge of my freaking seat right now because you are listening to Cow Polyamorous. Together, we will explore the bold hilarity, ego-bruising humiliation, and the harrowing horror hookup stories of students navigating through hookup culture and dating life here at Cal Poly. Mustangs, this is a podcast about you, for you. And well, a little bit about us too. Hey cutie, I'm Mickey, one of your three fantastic hosts here on Cal Polyamorous. We like to think we're boldly authentic, but some of the things we talk about are still considered controversial, scandalous, or taboo. But they're also real. We hook up at Cal Poly, we date at Cal Poly, we take part in the scandalous and the taboos, so why pretend we don't? Sam, Alexa, and I love our girl talk. It makes us feel less crazy, less alone, and it helps us cope. So we're extending a special invitation for you to sit down at our virtual table and join us. Hello, friends. It's me, Alexa, and I'm very excited to spill some tea with you all. We're not experts on this stuff. We're living it with you. We want to give strength to vulnerability, ours and yours. We want to give our fellow Mustangs a chance to have their voices heard. And it's no secret that Cal Poly lacks diversity. And with that being said, we want to really honor and respect the diverse voices and perspectives that we do in fact have here at Cal Poly. We are three cis straight girls, so many of our own stories will be about heterosexual experiences and relationships, but we do want to acknowledge the heteronormative, predominantly white culture at Cal Poly. Again, we only speak for ourselves or can only share our stories and experiences, but we do want you to know we recognize, honor, and acknowledge your voices and perspectives. We will always make room for members of the BIPOC and LGBTQ plus communities to share their stories. We hope to create a space where all voices are heard, especially those that Cal Poly continues to ignore. This is a very open platform where we may end up discussing difficult topics. We will ensure to give trigger warnings prior. This sound indicates a trigger warning. We will let you know how far to skip ahead to reach the next section. Without further ado. Welcome to Cal Poly Amherst! You are listening to Cal Poly Amherst. All right, y'all. Today we are going to get into a highly requested topic here on Cal Poly Amherst, breakups. Heartbreak is one of the hardest things to experience. Feeling like you've lost your soulmate, your partner, or even your best friend. It really hurts. A lot of the time, they're for the best. And a lot of the times, breakups make us grow, figure out things about ourselves. So we're going to talk about that today. All the different kinds of pain and growth that comes from breakups. But before we get going, let's revisit a fan favorite section. Tinder pickup lines. Once again, we asked you to send us some of the best and worst Tinder pickup lines that you've received. And once again, you all came through with those Tinder pickup lines and they really made us laugh this time. And hopefully they will make you laugh too. So we got this submission from an anonymous member of our Cal Polyam fam and the self-deprecation here is something else. So this listener got a message saying, him, I think you dropped something. To which she responded, what's that? And he said, Your standards. Hey, I'm Kyle. Sweetie, if you're going to shoot your shot, you have to have some confidence. Girls love a big ego, unfortunately. Yeah, that was not my favorite one. Um, I have a little more confidence, my dude. Yeah, confidence is key. 
Confidence in is every key. situation. Better luck next time, Kyle or whatever. Bye, the Kyle. Name is. <laughs> Bye, Kyle. Um, so I'm gonna use my own pickup line because I got one yes. that 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 confused me a little bit, made me laugh a little bit, made me a little bit scared of people on Tinder. <laughs> so I got one the other day that said, "I'm a semi-pro porn star." LOL, is that bad? One, how can you be a semi-pro porn star? Is he like semi-hard or something? Do you like get like, are you hard? Is he on Pornhub for like one month out of 12? I don't like, are you like like an OnlyFans? Are you like an (laughs) amateur? Like, do you get semi-paid to like have sex on camera? No shame for sex workers. No shame for sex workers. But, no but like, but I don't know if that's the best like but off the bat energy. But also, just like semi pro. Like, I'm not, I'm not a professional, but hey, at least he's confident to brag about that. You know, going off our last pickup lines. Yeah, no, I would much rather have like pro or no porn star. Like, or, you know or what like I mean? an amateur. Like, yeah. what, I, I just don't yeah, semi pro part. Better verbiage, buddy. Um, to say the least, I did not respond. Um, so again. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. We need a button. We need that sound on a button. Okay, so I also use my own. Um, I have two little mini ones, so I I can't wait to get your guys' input on this. Yes. Okay, so the first one is, I'll take you to a movie, but they don't let outside snacks in. I Um, like that. I like that one. one. You are a snack. No, I was like, you know what? Also, like, outside snacks. That's so funny. Like, that's my whole childhood, (laughs) like, figuring out how to sneak outside snacks in. Like, no, it's no, literally I'm, punny. It's sexy. It's cutesy. Yeah, I like so it. So did you respond? No. Oh, that's well, well because I yeah. knew him from my freshman dorm and he like was sus, but he's obviously good at pickup lines. So kudos uh, to him. Kudos to him. Okay. So the second one's more iconic. I'd say um, it's I'll be Pinocchio. Can I call you Rihanna? Love the way I lie. Sit on my face and wait for my nose to grow. No. I, oh my God. Poetic no. justice. So he's a writer. I, yeah. So, so he thought about this. I'm having conflicting feelings about this one. I just don't. Un- Can I be honest with you? I don't understand it. I don't either. And it's well, I understand it, but it takes a minute it because takes a hot second. Pinocchio's yeah. nose grows when he lies, and oh, this wait. guy's saying, "I call." She just got it. Getting she it? Just got no, no, no. It. I, no, no, no. I totally get like the Pinocchio like <laughs> dick. I get it. I that I got, but it it was like the execution didn't sit right with me when he like initially. I mean, it. Pinocchio's nose no, is made Alexa, of wood. Alexa, it doesn't have anything to do with the dick. It's his. No, I know, but it's like a funny, like, sitting on my face, so then the nose grows, and it's yeah. kind of like a dildo in a way. Oh, right? I don't even know if he <laughs> thought of it like that, but I that is happy. how he thought of yeah, it. Yeah, it's oh. like, it's like line. that's the pickup. It's like his nose is a dildo. <laughs> so it's like a faux penis. Okay, you know what? I took it a little too literally and thought he just really was like being smart about Pinocchio. Whatever. And that concludes Tinder pickup lines. Some breakups end not because there's a lack of love, but because sometimes just love isn't enough. So some people break up because of distance or baggage or life changes or differences in life goals. Other times it's because one person was a piece of shit. Breakups can be because of toxicity, lying, and betrayal. One of the worst of these betrayals is cheating. Here to talk with us today about her experience with cheating is the intelligent, sexy lady sitting at our table, Mish. <laughs> <laughs> Mish, welcome to our table. We're so excited to have you today. Honestly, I feel like I'm the expert at cheating. Literally, well, not yeah. like because I cheat, but because I've been so many times cheated on that, like I feel like I literally like know all the red flags. Like I know when it's coming. So for all you listeners listening, Mish here submitted a story through our story submissions on Google Forms. And 
this is going to blow your mind. So just to start it off, it's a little bit about cheating, um, about bad friends. We like girls supporting girls. So Um, so Mish, take it off. Okay. So, um, dating still this douchebag Scorpio guy. And, um, it is like one and a half years that we're dating so far Jeez. and on and off because like he would guilt trip me every single time he cheated saying it was my fault because I'm not snapping him enough. And oh that like, cause God. I'm, wait, wait, I'm, wait, like, I'm serious. I the literally, manipulation is unreal dude wait, it's so horrible. funny i'm literally gonna look at her save chat wait is snapchatting is snapping like a euphemism for nudes no or like no, actually, i mean like actually snapchatting like talking oh my, oh my god snapchat can make or break relationships though Fuck. it shouldn't though you no know, yeah. I, I know and it that's should. the bad thing is that it does like people oh my god even like like checking up on like their location, like seeing all that shit, oh, like that's location. toxic. Damn, I just found them. Sorry. Oh, please okay, share. share. Yeah. Um. So these are some messages that she got from her ex boyfriend, cheater Scorpio. Damn. Okay. Um. He's saying that I'm in denial, refusing to believe him at all because multiple, multiple, multiple girls like would say like, "Hey, girly, just want to let you know. Oh my just god. Just found out that um your boyfriend." Scorpio has been like, he's been like snap me up, asking me for nudes, all this stuff. And um, I just found out that you're dating him. Like I wanted to like let you know and like provide me evidence. And I was like, thank you. Like genuinely thank you. Because like I would be that girl like saying something. And it got to the point where like, cause he would convince me and like make me cry in the bathroom every single day saying that it was my fault. And like literally like guilt tripping me every single time. That like because of something I did or something something was my fault always my fault and never his fault that never at all no accountability yeah no he's a full on narcissist like yeah. full on um but he would constantly say like that your that even your friends say that you make decisions only on your opinion and you refuse to even consider what I'm even fucking saying to you well why is he talking to your friends about your relationship and also I'm sure he's, he's lying so but even so oh fully fully but who knows because speaking of yeah speaking of friends friends. and betrayals so oh god where do we get it so this girl um i had known her since like kindergarten like day one she was my homie we we did girl scouts together her man her mom like ran like the girl scout troop and we danced together like i don't know if you guys like know about like dancers or whatever but like we're really tight like we like are super spend hours in the studio together it makes sense 100 and um i had like known her my entire life been to her house had sleepovers there everything and um, it is like the end, towards the end of my junior year. And she was going out with this guy named. Mm, Pseudonym time. Let's call him Curly Hair. Curly Hair. <laughs> um, and Curly Hair was so into her. And I had told her that, like, because I had heard something about, like, Curly Hair doing something to her. Or, like, behind her back. And I told her. And I was like, yo, like, hey, I heard Curly Hair did this. Like, I want to be a good friend and tell you, you know? And she's like crying in my car for hours. I go to, she goes to his house, like breaks up with him, everything, and thanks me. And I find out that later that entire thing was not true at all. Oh my God. And, um, and I didn't know that. And I told her that I was like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Like I literally thought that was true. And I told you, you know, and she's like, I don't want him. I don't want him for months, months. And it got to the point where me and Scorpio are trying to convince her to go, um, to go on a date with, uh, curly hair again, you know? And so I'm talking to Curly Hair more. She's talking to, he's yeah. talking to Kayla more. And um, he's talking to Kayla more. And um, 
basically, I'm just like getting fed up with like uh, Scorpio shit again. Of course, of course. And I'm telling her about it, everything. And she's like, you should break up with him. Like, you should really, really break up with him. Like, he's not good for you. Like, you deserve better. And I was like, facts. Like, straight facts, girl. Come on. And um, I was like, really? Like, okay. Like, I'll think about it. And um, she is like, starts hanging out with him a lot more. Like, more than, like, usual. Because, like, they were, like, they're next-door neighbors. Like, next-door neighbors. Mm-hmm. She starts hanging out with Scorpio more? Yes. Okay. And, okay. like, she at dance team, like, she would go and say, like, never have I ever kissed uh, Scorpio. <clears throat> and, like, she'd be like, just kidding, I have. <laughs> and I would be like, what? Basically, like, talking about how she, yeah. her your boyfriend cheated on you with your best friend and then yeah. rubbed it in your face. Yeah, basically. In front of the entire team. So that was cool. What's her problem? Dude, yeah. I genuinely don't know. Um, what she ended was, up happening? Like, did, did you break up with him? So basically I was like, had this like little waiting period. And so Kayla is um, like Snapchatting him a lot more. And like, I see videos of like them, like literally like making out. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and I was like waiting. I was like waiting for her to like say something to me. Do you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Because we see each other every single day at school, at dancing practice, at regular dance studio like i don't like what like do you just not want to be friends giving like, her the chance to like own yeah. up to what she like, did like i was did waiting she, did she ever own no, up to it no never owned up for to it um so she kept on not saying anything and i was like after like a i want to say like a month i was like fine that's it that's literally it like i'm just not gonna talk to you like let's say that i'm literally talking to you right now and you'd be like oh my god hey michelle oh hey mish um what's chilling like what's up and i would be like this oh my God, Mickey, you look so fucking hot today. Like, that's insane. Like, you look crazy. Like, just don't even, like, don't acknowledge. Even acknowledge. Like, I would, like, literally change direction. Jeez. And, because, like, I just did not want to acknowledge her presence because, like, why would I give her that satisfaction? So did they, like, keep hooking up? Yeah, they kept hooking up, and I broke up, oh, sorry. I broke up with uh, Scorpio, and um, we have this, like, dance concert where, like, we, like, sh- I felt like you guys at dance teams at high school did this, too, where you go and have a performance in the spring, like, whatever. It's a big deal. And um, the day after that is uh, prom. Jeez. And I, he had asked me to go to prom. Oh and um, he then takes uh, Kayla. And um, I so don't. So he takes your best friend to prom. Yeah. Who he was cheating on you. Yeah. So both your exes. Your ex-best friend and your ex-boyfriend. Yes. And it sucked because we had to, like, be on dance team senior year. Because that was just junior year. And I didn't even end up going to prom because my two best friends during that point completely dropped me, left me. Um, God knows why. Like, because I'm, guess like I was cheated on. That sucks. Um, <laughs> like, fuck you. Got cheated on. Let's go hang out with Scorpio. Um, so... Senior year comes around and I'm just not looking forward to it. I'm just like, I have to spend more time with this girl and I don't want to. And they start dating. Like they're dating over summer. And then guess what? Guess what Scorpio does? He cheats, cheats on, on her. her. Yeah! yeah. He gets with her best friend. Oh my God. I know. Not surprised. Not surprised. Also like so usually with these situations, I mean, obviously she was your best friend. So it's super shitty. But like if someone like, let's say he had cheated on you with a random girl, which I'm sure it sounds like he did that too. Multiple times. But yeah. if she was a random girl, it'd be like, he's the one to blame. Like he is the one to blame. She's responsible for a part, but this was your best friend. Like she's as responsible more. as that. And, and it was intentional. It was like, 
They knew exactly what they were doing and they didn't even care to hide it. And that fucking sucks. And it sounds like they didn't really have any remorse. Like going to prom with your ex-best friend's boyfriend like a couple weeks after that, like she finds out that you guys- It's like rubbing it in your face. Like, yeah. I didn't even end up going to prom. I literally didn't go to prom. Well, not because honestly, I didn't really want to go. I was just like, because I knew how toxic it was going to be because like we had the dance team concert, like literally the day- before prom and uh scorpio was in it scorpio was in the freaking like because we have like guy girl where like you Mm -hmm. have like a part with the guys and he was my partner for the winter show so spring show he was going to be in it again um and he ends up being like someone else's partner not kayla's but thank god did they sleep together no, 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 no. no. Trust me. <laughs> thank God that girl was my homegirl. I was like, thank God. By the way, there's some girl on girl. Oh. <laughs> girl supporting girl support. Yeah, girl no, Did you feel like you like grew from this or like learned from it at all? Um, I would like to say that this experience obviously was traumatizing because like I have so much trauma from that guy. Like as, um, as which makes sense yeah. like i would too yeah like um like senior year beating up all the guys that wanted to take me to home like homecoming and prom like genuinely like telling lies about being to all my friends saying how i'm horrible how i'm like like horrible but from then like honestly like my whole senior year like i like i really was not interested in like relationships or sex like i was just like i can't do that right now like i'm not like emotionally capable of this and um or even physically i was just like i can't do this right now like i genuinely can't and um so i i don't know i started going to therapy like uh last may and she really has been diving into that uh, like what do you think you've like grown um or learned things from it a hundred percent like honestly i think um i always like joke to my friends and i'm like i'm invincible like no guy can touch me no guy can hurt me now and like my tinder bio was like at one point it was um if you don't throw me out of a moving car then you're already doing better than my ex um, oh my god wait did he throw you out of a moving car yeah i was kind of i was blocked though but like, i don't remember but the bruises don't lie but I, yeah i'm like a lightweight so i don't think he like knew but like i'm i don't know um i had gone to so i started going to therapy like in may of last year and she really dove into that and she was like what's your like relationship with like sex and i was like i don't really know like i i feel like also like it's an awkward conversation to have with your therapist it was like 30 and um and i was just like telling her like about like everything that's happened to me like with scorpio and she was like that is the most toxic man that i've ever like even heard about like that's horrible and i was like yeah yeah and um so from then on honestly from then on with like therapy i've just like been really like focusing on myself and like trying to like better myself through like spirituality and just like you know like just like self-care and stuff and um like I had some like weird experiences here, like just being at Cal Poly like this year. Um, but like right now, actually, like I like right after we end this, um, I there's like this really nice guy who's also a Scorpio. Um, who There we go. I there's know hope. and he was like telling me how he's gonna redeem it. And I was like, I so I have to keep you updated. But um honestly, like I give advice to my friends all the time about like red flags and stuff, and I'm like, he's cheating on you. Like you know now. you know the red flags. Yeah, I'm like I could write the book. <laughs> well, you've shared the book with us today. Oh, 100%. Thank yeah. you for going into so many different aspects of your past relationship. I'm so sorry that Scorpio is such a dick. And again, just thank you for talking about so many things that are really hard to talk about. Breakup, losing a best friend, which at times is even harder than losing a guy. 
Yeah, because like we've emphasized throughout this interview, girls need to be empowering girls. But you've taught us that, and we hope to aspire to carry on that mantra for you, and I hope our listeners can too. So thank you for yeah, talking to us. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, we really appreciated it. So listeners, thank her as well. <laughs> thank you. Niche <laughs> out. <laughs> so while I definitely wouldn't want to remain friends with any of those D-bag cheaters we just heard about, Sometimes relationships do end on good terms. I was friends with my ex for a long time before we dated, and despite whatever went down between us, we will always care for each other and hope the best for each other's happiness. Personally, I do think that friends can stay exes in some situations. After my ex and I broke up, we stayed in contact for almost a year, occasionally checking up on each other just to see how the other was doing. But I also think that that can make the process of moving on really difficult. So when it comes to exes being friends, I think to each their own. This brings us to our next segment. Hot Topic! Can you stay friends with your ex? Now, y'all had a lot to say on the subject. Some of you were like, fuck no. You cannot stay friends with your ex. Bad idea. Toxic. Boundaries. That sort of thing. Others were like, I'm best friends with my ex. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll learn by listening. (laughs) I don't know. So let's hear some clips submitted by our lovely listeners about exes staying friends. Here's the first one submitted by someone from the Cal Polyam fam. Hi, I guess at this point in my life, I have two ex-boyfriends that I consider significant. I'm not friends with either of them. Um, Definitely not. But I do think that it is possible for some exes to be friends but there's only under a only under a few conditions like one you have to end on really good terms which nine times out of ten does not happen didn't happen for me in either of mine so I think you can be friends if you end on really good terms also after you break up you definitely have to have at least like six months to a year or however long you need of complete no contact like not seeing each other there's absolutely no way you can go from being dating to being friends all of a sudden but so definitely you need to have a long period of time where you don't talk and don't contact each other at all because that's the only way you could get over someone um other than that I think that exes pretty much are only friends for sex and if it's not for that, you must have had a really, really good relationship when you broke up. All right. So what do you ladies think about that first clip? I read somewhere that the only way you can be friends with an ex is if one person's still in love or the other never loved you at all. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? But it kind of made sense, right? Yeah. Cause I, and I think she made a really good point. That's what I was going to say yeah. is that... If you really look at the reasons that you or, you know, you can look at your friends if you haven't had a situation like this, like why they went back to their ex, like at least from my experiences and I think the things that the hosts and I have talked about talked about before is like it is for sexual reasons and you can bullshit yourself and be like, no, like we're trying to get back together or we're trying to work things through. But it's like there's always some sort of like underlying like beneficial relationship that turns into like a hookup thing um and i just think that i mean i i completely agree with this hot take that exes shouldn't be friends yeah and i just want to say one of my biggest you know and unless it's like a really toxic situation i mean if you ended it like amicably i don't see the point in judging your friends 
for having sex with their ex nor should you judge yourself well i don't th- i i definitely think there's a difference though between like judging your friends for it and being like girl that's what, what i meant yeah i, I wanted i want to take that back when i said like it's okay to, it's never okay to judge but i think it's okay to give advice true and be like i don't think this is the best fit for you right now this is what this is not what you need emotionally mentally yeah. physically and you can totally like gear them in the right direction because sometimes when you backslide it's just not for good reasons and you need someone to point that out all right we're gonna go to our second hot topic um here we go by another person that submitted so i don't think that exes can be friends because once you establish those boundaries of a relationship it's really hard to establish new ones in a friendship especially when you have a history i think that it's really hard and it's also unfair to each other to try to do that especially when you continue on dating other people and seeing other people I don't think it's fair to them to have that person in your life anymore because you obviously grew apart for a reason and they don't need to be in this new chapter of your life anymore um and I think it's just really unproductive that's it's such a case-by-case kind of thing because some people genuinely just do end up being better friends than they are but like I romantic feel like partners. The m- majority of our age though like our age yeah but i mean in general even i know i have some friends like um from high school and they're like best friends i i think she made a good point though about like you know when you get into a new relationship if you are still in very close contact with your ex i think a lot of people are gonna be a little bit sussed out that's a huge red flag it is and i and it definitely can happen and work in a healthy way i'm sure that there are cases where it completely does like you know if you're friends with someone in the same friend group and you had a relationship maybe it wasn't that serious maybe it was um and, you know, you're kind of forced to stay friends because of your your own mutual friends or whatever. Maybe that yeah, person benefits dynamics. your life in, in, in a certain way. I think it can work. But she makes a great point of making your new partner feel maybe uncomfortable by this friendship. I think it depends on the partner. Because I know some guys or girls that don't really care about exes. And then there are some that, you know, that's like a huge... Um, point of contention for the relationship is the ex yeah so i think it really is just like a case-by-case basis i totally agree alexa one thing i do want to bring up though um to both of you besides the point that she made about like making your new significant other feel better about your past with your ex i think the main thing that we should take away from this hot topic is that she talked about being okay with a chapter closing it's not like like we've talked about during this second hot take like yes you can be friends and like it's possible there are mature people out in this world surprisingly that can handle this type of thing but you're it's not the norm to like remain friends with your ex like our lives are going to be filled with thousands of exes and chapters and different things and when I say exes I don't even just mean like this ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other it's like ex-experiences like you should not hold on to the things that have caused you good and bad if they're over for a reason if you were meant to be together you would i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily think that everyone who keeps exes around are doing it for the right reasons i think that you really need to look at the situation like you said alexa it's totally case by case 100 percent. but like if you're broken up you're broken up for a reason and oftentimes you're depriving yourself the maximum happiness that you could achieve by keeping this person in your life i think exes can definitely still be friends 
I think a lot of it depends on like why the relationship ended or how the breakup went. But I think as long as there's still mutual respect between the two people, they can find a way to be a part of each other's lives. It definitely could be tough at first to be around that person. But as long as there's good communication and you maybe set some boundaries, I don't see why a friendship is impossible. I think this was a really awesome um, hot topic for us to hear on Cal Polyamorous um, for this episode, just because it does uh, completely back up what Alexa and Sam, you both just mentioned in the last thing that like in some scenarios, it really can work. Um, One thing I do want to bring everyone's attention to about what this um, individual just said is that in some cases it can work to be friends with your ex if you give each other time at first. I think that's super important because they're like... I don't want to keep saying it, but it is case by case. So I'm not trying to make generalizations, but a lot of times you can benefit more in your relationship with your ex as friends. If you do not have that toxic, sometimes it's very toxic, the aftermath, you know, like the right after. Um, But yeah, I think she brought up a really good point. And I think the important thing she talked about here was respect. Totally. And as long as the respect remains and um, the genuine desire for the other person to be happy, whether that's with you or without you, Mm -hmm. I think it can definitely work. Um, So we heard a lot from you guys today. So many different perspectives, which we absolutely love. And I think we all came to the conclusion that it's up to you all. Your experiences are valid, whether you're friends with your ex or not, as long as you have respect, love, self-respect, all that shit you're going to be all right. So just to segue into the second half of our podcast today, um, I haven't really, I realized like the past few episodes, I haven't really shared, like I've shared my opinions and stuff, but I don't think I've really shared my personal experiences with um, sex, hookup culture, dating, whatnot. So I think this is a good place to start. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my breakup that I experienced um, last year as a sophomore in college. I think it was easily the worst breakup or end to a relationship that I could have ever anticipated. I think that's safe to say. So basically I'd been dating the same person from high school for about three years. Uh, He was older than me and did not go to Cal Poly after high school. We did long distance for years and I really never had a problem with it because I was so confident in the love and commitment we had together because after all, we were literally doing long distance, which is so hard. And in retrospect, I don't think that I was ready for it at that time in my life, but nonetheless, I did it and I was fine with it. Um, Around August of my sophomore year, so like a month before I moved back to slow, I could tell that he was getting a little bit weird and acting suspicious in ways that were not making me think he was cheating, but making me think that he wanted to or was capable of it. He started voicing that he wanted to experience college as a single guy more. Obviously, it broke my heart, but at the time, I didn't really care and I just wanted to figure it out. I told him that if we should break up, like, let's just do it. Let's get it over with. Um, But he would not settle for that. And instead, he manipulated me into a polyamorous sort of agreement where we were still boyfriend and girlfriend, but we could make out with other people at party with other people at parties if we were drunk. Like, it didn't really make sense. We made rules and it was kind of immature. But again, I know some of you have really been through that kind of toxic relationship that I'm describing. Rules were broken. I was cheated on and it felt world shattering. I felt like I had invested three years of emotional energy, time, money, effort, and more, and it was all for nothing. It literally felt like I was made to be a fool, and I hate when someone makes me feel stupid for believing in them. It's like one of my worst things, probably my pet peeve of them all. We carried on this on and off bullshit for about nine more months, September of my sophomore year to June, and then I finally felt strong enough to end it for good. 
I only found out this September, so a year later, about the extent of his cheating. And even two months ago, in around March, I found out about two more girls. This is obviously shitty, but I know that I'm not the only person who has experienced this type of heartbreak, emotional growth, and pain all at the same time. That experience made me who I am and taught me exactly what I need and do not need. Let's call my ex Waterboy, okay? That can be his little uh, pseudonym. I like that pseudonym. Right? Fitting. Waterboy knew exactly what he was doing, and he was wrong, and he knew that, and he still did it. People grow. I'm acknowledging that. I'm sure he has in many ways. I don't really know, and I don't care. But honestly, the capability that he had to disrespect me as someone who never did anything deserving of being cheated on or lied to, that was the scariest part, is that I was with someone who, you know, had a lot of incredible attributes and I thought was my match, but yet still harnessed the capability the entire three years we were dating to lie to me that much. But you know what? In retrospect, now I really know what I do and don't deserve. And I also know what this looks like. I also know what this looks like, Mickey. Um, I went through a similar situation last year where um, a lot of his actions were kind of like brought to the forefront like a year later. Yeah. Um, And that is honestly more heartbreaking because they're going around acting like fine and everything and the relationship's fine and dandy. Meanwhile, they're carrying this like huge secret. And I think that's what hurt the most for me personally was the fact that they were able it was almost scary to me that like yeah. I had the capability capability to love someone that was fully lying to my face and putting on this facade. But I think you that know? shows how capable you are of giving yeah. love and you are of being an incredible girlfriend mm-hmm. because you were so in it and so loyal to him that you would see past things yeah, in order to, flags. you know, mm-hmm. but I, but I feel that. Yeah, I, I think that's why cheating and toxic relationships end up being really nuanced, complex, difficult topics because a lot of times the person may not be like yeah. just out front on the surface a bad person. There are a lot of qualities about them that you really love and enjoy and get attached to. But the scary part is that there are a lot like there are those one, two, three, whatever amount of toxic qualities that make it so bad for you to be there. This experience really challenged my mental health the most. So I really want to dive in now to a little bit of how breakups affect our mental health and the coping mechanisms that we can use to combat X bullshit. So I, again, I learned so much about myself in the months following uh, my breakup as I was really trying to figure out how to gain strength within my mental health and coping mechanisms besides time that would really help heal my wounds. One thing um, that I like to call like my first step, my first layer of healing was just surrounding myself with my friends a lot. Like I really enjoyed um, when I was in a relationship, like spending time with my friends, obviously, because like I said, we were long distance, but I noticed like myself being more comfortable with being alone because I would like just FaceTime him or like just be thinking about him or thinking about whatever fight we just got into. And so, you know, right after I was like, no, I need to be with my friends, whether that's doing homework, sitting in silence, going on a hike, doing whatever I'm, I'm getting out there and I'm supporting myself by surrounding myself with friends. Um, that brings me to my next point. Uh, that is in order to heal on your own, I feel like a great ground level start is that you need to make sure that you have a support system for yourself and a community. I did that. And I felt that that was, like I said, a huge first step for my healing. I feel like that's a lot of what we talked about here on Cal Polyamorous in the past couple of weeks is making sure you have that support system here at Cal Poly. Yeah. Because we all go through one thing or another that ends up making us feel like shit. 
And having a support system is really important. Um, And we hope that you have that at home, but you also might find that here with us. And that's a lot of the reason we're doing this. Yeah, my roommate at the time when I was going through all this, I think like saved my life. That's, I literally feel the same about my roommate. She let me talk like to the end of the night, like did not care. And I think, and I, that's why I reciprocate that as well with her because you have to be there for your friends. 100%. Another thing that I know all us three have experienced um, is committing yourself to an everyday task that's going to make you work and think about other stuff. What I'm referring to is Mustang News. The three of us are participants in Mustang News. So let's use Mustang News as the analogy. You all need to find your Mustang News when going through something like this. Something that will push you to think outside of the box of your toxic ex or whatever the hell you're hurting from. And that's something that just like gives you a purpose, like another purpose, because I feel like that's huge in breakups and, you know, breakups are grief. So whatever grief you're experiencing, you just need to find something that you can do every day that'll kind of like, I don't know, just give you something to look forward to. That doesn't have to do with your ex. I think this brings us to the next topic we're going to talk about today. Um, And it's really about investing in yourself. And one of those things that you can do is finding passions, finding things that Mm -hmm. you love, finding things that make you proud to be you, contributing to the world in a positive way. It's talking about putting the time into yourself that you originally put into someone else. One thing I learned through my breakup was this. I needed to know that I could do it on my own. For so long, I had gone through so much trauma and shit, and I am utterly thankful that my ex-boyfriend was there for me through all of it. But I felt like being in a relationship was the only way I could feel loved or supported at the time. It was the only way I could get rid of the loneliness. Now, that's obviously not the only reason I was in a relationship at all. I was in love. But sometimes love just isn't enough. Sometimes things don't work out the way we plan. Whether that means you have to break up because of college or long distance or because your life goals aren't the same, I I don't know. But sometimes it's not because there's a lack of love in the relationship. Um, I remember at the time, I felt like my entire world was coming down around me and I, I felt like hell. But I can tell you guys, if you're going through a breakup or if you recently have been, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna hurt for a while. Yeah maybe a really long while, but you'll get to this point where you realize that being on your own has its upsides too. I kind of shit on relationships today because I can be a bit of a self-absorbed person. I mean, you don't make a podcast about your (laughs) own experiences if you're not a little bit (laughs) self-absorbed. So for me, I find strength in being independent. I like knowing that I have the time and the space to focus on myself. We're so young right now, guys. Yeah. That's the funniest. Sorry to interrupt, (laughs) but that's literally the funniest part of this all is like, yes, your feelings are valid. Yes, everything we're talking about is valid. This podcast is valid. But we're literally like, we have no- We're little guppies. Yeah, we're guppies and we have no (laughs) idea what we're talking about. We have a lot to learn. We're literally so young. and, And more than that, we have so much of our lifetime ahead of us. True. So I know I have a lifetime for love. But based on my own experiences and what I've gone through, I know that the only way I could ever be in a healthy relationship again is is if I truly learn how to love myself first. And that's the thing. Whether you're in a relationship with someone or not, whether you found your soulmate at 20, whether you're on the prowl for your next significant other, whether you would rather walk on hot coals than be tied down, none of that really matters if you're not loving yourself. 
Mickey and I have talked about this analogy before because both of our moms said it to us during our breakup and it definitely helped the both of, both of us through it. So my mom always reminds me that if a plane, if I'm on a plane and it's crashing or, or there's low air pressure, whatever, I would put on my oxygen mask first before helping my little brother put on his. She says it's the same thing with relationships. You can't really love someone else or accept love from someone else if you don't love yourself first. No one can fill you up. No one can complete you. No one can make you whole besides yourself. And when and if you fall in love, that person should compliment you, lift you up, and add wonderful things to your already wonderful life. But they shouldn't complete you because you, as the beautiful, intelligent, thoughtful, kind, funny human you are, are all complete all by yourself. Thanks for joining us at Cal Polyamorous. I hope you had as much fun as we did. If you want to hear more about sex, hookup culture, or relationships, be sure to turn on your post notifications on Instagram to stay up to date on when our next podcast drops. Our TikTok, Instagram, and Spotify will be keeping you all up to date. Please send in comments, questions, and all of your sexy inquiries to our DMs, and we will make sure that you're heard. And again, we make this podcast to serve as the voices for those who don't feel like they have one. The stuff we talk about is important, and so are you guys, our listeners. So if you have a story to share, we hope you'll share it with us. We can't wait to let you in on more of our Girl Talk next time. So with that, I'm Mickey. I'm Sam. And I'm Alexa. Stay sexy, my friends.